Welcome to Film Grain, the official podcast of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania and the Greater Erie Film Office. My name is Megan Shoffrey. I'm a filmmaker and production coordinator at R. Frank Photography. My name is John Lines. I'm a filmmaker, teaching artist, and the executive director of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania. This week, our Film Grain Dinner and Movie Series features the 50th anniversary of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Our guest is Cole Daniel Hills, filmmaker and co-owner of Chills Production. And our roundtable discussion will focus on taking the leap into professional filmmaking. All right, so this week on Film Grain, as Meg said, we've got the 50th anniversary screening of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Film Grain Dinner and a Movie is our Wednesday night film series. It's open to the public, takes place in downtown Erie, Pennsylvania at the Bourbon Barrel which is at 1213 State Street. We've got a nice 16-foot screen, great buffet with vegetarian options, and gluten-free options on request as well. Couch and table service all night long. And this week we're also doing trivia up on the big screen for prizes. That's exciting. Yeah. (laughs) So again, May 15th, Butch Cassidy, which I have not had the pleasure of seeing on a big screen. So... Stars Paul Newman, Robert Redford, Catherine Ross. It won four Oscars. Takes place uh, in Wyoming in the early 1900s. Butch and Sundance are two leaders of the -the hole-in-the-wall gang. And after a train robbery goes bad, they're on the run with a posse hard on their heels trying to escape to Bolivia. A couple trivia points. Since we're doing trivia, uh, Steve McQueen was originally cast to play the Sundance Kid, and the real Butch Cassidy, whose name was actually Robert Leroy Parker, got his nickname because he once worked in a butcher shop. The Sundance Kid, whose real name is Harry Alonzo Longabaugh, got his nickname because he was once arrested in Wyoming in the town of Sundance. Wow, same here. That's crazy. We could call you Sundance. Small world, yeah. (laughs) Nice. So you can join us and reserve your table seats or couch seats through our website, filmsocietynwpa.org. Just click the events tab or just show up at the door. Okay, so we have Cool here today with us, filmmaker and co-owner of Chills Productions. Cool, how are you doing today? Hello, I'm very good. Good, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So give us a little bit of your background. How did you get into filmmaking? So actually, I got into filmmaking because my sister, at about 16 years old, wanted to be an actress. So we actually moved out to L.A. for her at that time, and she started doing auditions. Uh, She got an agent, started going on auditions. And kind of during that time, I was like, I was five years old, so I was growing up. Five with years this, old. yeah, that's crazy. So I was like growing up in this place where this was kind of normal. I just thought that this is what people do, kind of. Yeah, so kind of just growing up with it, I started making really stupid and bad movies on my sister's computer. You got to, yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> that's what you do. So you had the bug like right out, five years old. You're I, like, I, I like this. I want to get into movies too. I didn't know I had the bug. Okay. I just thought it was a thing. Like I just thought everybody did this. Uh, I had the bug. Yeah. I had the bug. <laughs> I think I think you were born with it. It was yeah. there. Maybe, yep. So I don't know. Yeah. So acting was the first thing you were into, right? Well, yeah. I started making stupid little like short films and skits when I was like seven years old or eight years old. And then 
from there I kind of got more interested in acting and like I got an agent then and started working on some bigger productions on sets and stuff. Yeah, I was really into acting. And did you do a lot of stuff with your sister? Because your sister, we had her on. Did you? So did you guys make those films together or like? Well, when I was starting out, I think she thought I was crazy because they were crazy. <laughs> so, but, and she was busy doing auditions. It wasn't until a little bit later we both kind of realized at the same time when she actually came back to Pennsylvania to do a film with you, John, yeah. and... It was kind of then that we realized that we could start doing our own things. For real, for real, you know? Yeah. So, Walk also, us through one of these early crazy projects. That, oh, that my God. Did. I don't What's even know. Yeah, What's your favorite plot? of these? What was yeah. the plot of these films? There was one where I was, like, bored, and I've always done online school. So there was one where I was bored and just not doing my school, getting sidetracked, and I got sucked into my computer or something, into, like, a Legend of Zelda game. <laughs> and I've never played a Legend of Zelda game, so I don't understand, but... <laughs> So you made up your own Legend of Zelda game? Yeah, like I, I knew I knew about Link, and I was like, yo, I want to be Link. Yeah. I don't know. It happened. It seemed like a cool thing to do. So you had to come up with the game and the story around getting into the game as well? Nice. You didn't make it easy on yourself. No, I did not. Are these films online? Do. No, thank God. I think there is, there is a channel full of terrible, terrible things somewhere on YouTube, but... I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna reveal that. You're secret. not gonna divulge that no location. Way. No way. Well, we'll go. We'll go lurk, yeah. search for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So you went from acting to kind of making short films and everything. And what's what do you feel like you specialize in? Like, what's your favorite aspect of filmmaking? I think I would have to say writing and directing. But I honestly love every aspect of it. I love editing and. You know, actually, I love composing music, too. So I didn't really start knowing that I could make things for real until Britney started falling into the filmmaking realm, too, because we were both doing acting primarily and kind of weren't getting the roles that we wanted because I was like I was like at 12 years old. I looked much older than I was and probably mm. wanted to play more mature parts. And so Brittany and I realized that we could kind of write ourselves into things and make things that we want to be in. What were like some of the early roles? Yeah, like what kind of roles do you get as a 12 year old? I mean, was it commercial stuff too? Or was it? Um... I didn't do commercials. Okay. I never really liked commercials. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of Disney stuff. It was a lot of like comedy, like big, big comedy yeah. stuff that I'm not necessarily into. Okay. And mm. what was it like being like on sets like that when you're like 12? Was it crazy or were you just kind of like, eh, this is normal? It was weird. Like now that I think about it, it was weird, but it always felt cool. It always felt like homey. Always yeah. felt nice, yeah. Okay, so when you're 12 years old, you're in what, like sixth grade? Like sixth grade. So how much time are you putting toward? I guess you have to study. That's part of the part of the rules, right? Yeah. Um, so did you have somebody like teaching you on set or? Yeah, on okay. set they have teachers, but they didn't really. They just kind of like they're just like making sure you're doing something. Okay. So you could be reading a book and they'd be like, all right, yeah, he's doing school. Well, obviously you know how to read or write. You're doing yeah. your own scripts. And yeah. Right, stuff right. Like <laughs> I, know, I know what's needed. And so how, what age did you kind of get to when you were like, okay, I don't want to do these auditions anymore? Probably around, I don't know if I was 13 or 14, but it, the first more real thing that my sister and I did was the Age of Chaos film for the Greater Erie Film Office competition. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, so we actually kind of did that too close to the deadline. Like, we just kind of, I loved the script, first of all. Tim Larson's script was amazing. And Let's, we'll take a little step back. So okay. what you're Let's talking start. about um, is a short 
screenplay and film competition that uh, the Greater Erie Film Office right. did. And the first phase would be people from the region could come up with a script. We gave them some basic guidelines. And then whichever script won that competition, and then this is where you come in, right? Mm -hmm. Whichever script won the competition, then filmmakers from the region could all adapt that screenplay. So right. Tim Larson wrote Age of Chaos. Tim Larson of Grant Larson Productions. Mm -hmm. I'm, right. I'm done with the leading. No, that's a good back, one. I'm, back glad, to I'm you. glad that lead-in exists. <laughs> um, so yeah, Tim Larson wrote a script about um, a man who is fighting early onset Alzheimer's, and he's he was comic book artist, so his comic book fantasy world kind of starts to mesh with his real world as he's in the hospital, and it's a really, really awesome script, and I was excited to adapt it, and we actually, so we entered the contest, like, I think we submitted, like, right on the deadline, like, almost too late, and we ended up winning, so it was, yeah. it was really cool. Okay. It was, I, I really, I remember your lighting and stuff. It was very, like, film noir. Yeah, yeah, like, that's what we were going for. Yeah. yeah. And you shot, like, um, didn't you shoot the gates of, like, Perico yeah. College? Yeah, we did. Yeah, which... Well, totally worked. Yeah, it yeah, did. it looked great. More so than... you're saying basically you procrastinate, and this was thrown together like in how, how much time? Because it really it looked well uh, designed. So kudos to you on thank you on cramming it and thank making you, it work. Thank you. I don't how much time. Probably we worked on like just getting ideas for for like probably a while for like a month, yeah. and then probably shot it in like four or five days. Nice. Yeah. And how long was the short? I think it ended up being almost 20 minutes. Okay. And you were like directing slash adapting it for... Yeah. Oh, okay. And my sister was in it. And my uncle, my uncle Jeff was in it. And you were cool. 14? I was 14, yeah. Did you feel like kind of in over your head? Because I feel like that the topic specifically is like kind of a tough topic yeah. to... Yeah. I, I've always, for some reason, I've always loved like deeper topics, like even as a 14-year-old. So it didn't feel necessarily hard in that way, but I think just... I'd never had to actually have something done before, you know what I mean? Or like feel obligated to make something good. Yeah. So it was a deadline and a competition yeah. and a chance to, you know, get yourself out. For there. sure. So it was awesome. Yeah. It's a great competition. Everybody, everybody do it. <laughs> so you were in LA sort of growing up and then did you come back for this competition or were you like back and forth between Erie and LA throughout your childhood? Um, I've been back and forth like, yeah. For, since since I was five so for this there was a lot of talking on the phone to my sister and then flying out here to or flying back here to film it okay mm. okay cool how um, is how is oh, it being the bi-coastal like how, how does that work honestly I I love it because I I love being here so much because I have family and friends here and I also love being there so much because just for the reasons I've said everybody is like a filmmaker which could potentially get annoying or it would seem like that but I honestly love being around that that's why I'm so excited to have like a scene here that's like building on filmmaking and stuff right and when did like chill productions become a thing is that with the age of chaos or after that age of chaos was really the first chills productions film so how did you get involved with the Francos so in 2016 they had a it was another kind of contest where uh, James Franco posted something on his Instagram where you could submit a short film you've made and if they liked it they would like choose you for like a six-week film class so 
Nice. I knew I wanted to submit something, but I didn't know what to do. So again, it was like right on the deadline. I filmed something real quick. Oh, okay, so you didn't do Age of Chaos. You made something new. Yeah, I think it had to be under five minutes. Oh, okay. So, which I'm like, I didn't have anything under five minutes that wasn't just like me as a child. And how old were you at, at this point? 15. I think I was 15. <laughs> It's great. I hate that we keep saying your age, but it is a, it's a big it's an part. impressive yeah. thing. <laughs> yes. It, it's weird too, because this doesn't feel like it was that long ago because I've actually been working with the Francos like ever since. So I did that or I got picked for the six week film class thing and I went I started going to that and then it turned into like we were making a film. Okay. So it went from a film class to us actually working on a screenplay and then very quickly I developed a relationship with um, James Franco's mom, Betsy, okay. and his brother, Tom, and... Filmmaking family. It's a filmmaking family, yeah. The filmmaking family is all over the place, Sounds yeah. Familiar. So the short film we ended up completing was a film based on Betsy's upcoming novel. I don't think it's released yet, which is kind of interesting, but it was about a, a group of homeless youths in uh, San Francisco, or around Palo Alto, which is where they live. Um, just doing whatever it takes to like survive. And it actually premiered at CineQuest in San Jose. Just recently, recently, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. I got to go and talk about it. And What uh, roles did you play cast or crew-wise with, with this short? Um, I directed it and, or I helped write it and directed it with some other students too. And how was the CineQuest experience? Oh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really cool. I'd never been to a film festival for like something I've done before. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, and what was the film called? Uh, oh, The Fringe Class. Oh, okay. Yep. And it, so is that on the festival circuit right now? Yeah, that's going around too. Yeah. Cool. So from your website, it says, To us, there is so much more heart in independent films. They tell a story the mainstream entertainment industry leaves out. We also view independent films as a way to be in control of our own destiny, our own dreams, to create and pursue exactly what we want. Mm -hmm. So you love that indie spirit, For sure. indie yeah. mentality. Did you get that uh, feeling working with the Francos as well? For sure. Yeah, definitely. Just smaller stories and more personal stories. Yeah. So when did you decide um, to move from, you know, kind of doing shorts with friends and family and kind of experimenting mm. to, all right, let's let's form Chills Productions and kind of start taking next steps? Right. So it was, we did grow. We did have to do some growing and a lot of that had to do with me just making terrible, terrible things. And I don't know, I feel like it happened quickly. Like, I feel like I can't even explain how it happened. It just went from being something very tiny and weird and then something bigger and weird. <laughs> Bigger and weirder. Yeah, like I feel like it <laughs> probably like, wasn't huh? even like a decision. It just like kind of yeah, yeah, exactly. happened. Yeah. Who who whose idea was it, I guess, or was it kind of a collective of the family of I think it was a collective, yeah. You're like, all right, we're at this point. Yeah. We've won um or actually we're entering this competition. Mm -hmm. We're gonna be seen by more people. Mm -hmm. Let's let's do it. Let's right. make it official. Right. I was talking with Meg earlier about this, like 
Tarota and I, when we did Schism, our crew was probably only like six people. Mm. And then when we did our second feature, There Are No Goodbyes, it was really just Tarota and I doing mm. everything. So we kind of downgraded on the second one. But then when we did Unearth, like the proof of concept, basically a short film, and then Unearth, you know, we kind of look at that now as our first film. Mm. And the other two, we don't, we look at as kind of like still experimenting. Right. So, like, for people listening to this, like, the Megs out there who are going to be starting their their first, you know, out of school, not required by anybody else, just kind of, you know, making making their first film. Yeah, when do you, when do you know that this is the time I need to take the next step? Like, mm-hmm. with Age of Chaos, did you just did something feel differently about that one compared to all the other ones that you had done before? Absolutely. I think it really has to do with the team you're surrounded with too. And I think when everybody is in the, like the right place and when everybody's all on the same page, they, um, I think something just clicks I, and I can't explain it necessarily. Yeah. And it's almost a leap of faith when it is time to do it, but you know, yeah, you'll know. Yeah. What advice do you have for people? You know, I mean, obviously, it's it's just keep working, keep making stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if it's silly, even if it's crazy, sure. I feel like you just need to spend a lot of time just kind of learning the equipment and the craft. And for you, like, was it easy? Is it easier for you to work with you and Brittany, I guess, working with actors um, than maybe some other filmmakers first starting out because you kind of get that world a I think bit. so yeah I think because that's a skill to learn for sure too yeah you know how to how to balance egos and right, personalities right, right. and also uh, about like the ego stuff like just growing up with those kinds of people anyways kind of helps too because you understand how to like all right bro like chill out dude. <laughs> but also give them what needs what they need yeah. in order to like have a little bit of their ego but still be like cool. So they don't just leave. leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, all right. So like you as an actor, let's kind of sidebar for a mm-hmm. little bit. Like um you know, what are some mistakes maybe that you've seen uh filmmakers have or maybe some ways that they could better cater to, you know, the needs of of the actor? Because you're humans, right? You know? right, right, right. And, and I think sometimes, you know, I, we have a tendency to, you know, just assume that mm-hmm. you're just going to go out there right. and like, but, you I know, actually, it's a process. You know I actually think it's the opposite sometimes with, with what I've experienced that is, um, that I haven't really liked is just people telling you exactly what to do. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. eh. Not not that it's bad because I understand that everybody has like a vision for their characters, right? And but I would like to play around with it, but too. not to the point of. And then after this line, you'll look over this Say way, it like right? This. Exactly, exactly. And, and then blink. I yeah. had someone. I was doing something where I was like someone who just left like a mental hospital, and I was kind of like slouched over and like fiddling my fingers or something, and the director told me to like sit up straighter for the camera and stuff i was like what are you doing i was like what but i feel like it would help to if like directors took act at least one acting class to like get it from the other side sort of have you no no because well because edinburgh we don't really have acting Um, classes if we did i probably would have but maybe we we had like a theater for Brittany do an acting class do it yeah 
I took acting classes when I was really young, right but not in the sense of like, oh, I want to direct, so I want to take an right. acting class. It was mm-hmm. just sort of like I was getting into acting. So That's a good point, though. Yeah. That would give you perspective for sure. Mm-hmm. Take an acting class. Yeah. yeah. Do it. How did you get started in like submitting to festivals? When do you kind of know, like, or do you just take any film that you make and you're like, all right, let's submit it to places to see what we have, you know? No, no, no. I The, the only film we have submitted to festivals is The Diner. So... I think it just comes with when when you're inspired by what you've made and like believe in it. Mm-hmm. That's when you start doing right. it. And because there's like costs and everything. So yeah, you don't exactly. just take so all your like, films, yeah. like submit yeah. to everything. Yeah. Man, I would have <laughs> so many. A lot of festivals would be watching a lot of weird things, man. <laughs> and how do you pick the festivals you submit to? Um, Honestly, we kind of went crazy with yeah. that. We were just like, all right. Just submit. How many did you submit for a diner? I don't know. Probably about, I don't know, actually. Maybe like seven. Oh, okay. that's not bad. Not, I thought not you were going to say like a hundred. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> you mean, could we have. We didn't go that crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it adds up. The cost for yeah, festival submissions does, is does. not as much for shorts. Mm-hmm. but Right. Yeah, you got to have... Have some money. Yeah, it's yeah. gotta work that into your budget. Mm-hmm. Man, one of the mistakes we made though was actually this is something that helped us a lot submitting to these festivals because when we submitted to them we had a terrible like humming, like hardcore buzzing sound in the background of the film. So we got a lot of great feedback from the festivals. We didn't get into any of them, but they said so. they basically said that um they loved the film, but the sound was like not good but so after that we had someone actually take that sound out yeah sound is can be a killer mm-hmm. yeah that's like the one thing that's like no one should really notice it if you notice right. it you did something yeah. wrong yeah, probably exactly. that's the tough thing with filming in a diner like in a restaurant yeah. you have those damn refrigerators yeah, and the lights about so... it, man. it was like was yeah like a... yeah and if you don't have someone like dedicated to that no yeah, one's necessarily sure. like are we hearing all of this mm-hmm. Good, you got some help there. Yes. Yeah, so which is another important. thing, too, about, like, going more, like, professional is having a good crew yeah. and people that you trust and can hopefully one day pay. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing about having people see your work that are going to critique it in a way that will be helpful to you. Right. Because it will always be helpful to you. Yeah. Yeah. When you went to CineQuest, because uh, an important thing of growing your team um, is networking and stuff as mm-hmm. much as possible. Did you get to meet with a lot of yeah, filmmakers lot and of, stuff? Yeah, there was um, a documentary filmmaker that was there with his. Uh, it's called Broken Places. It played. It was a feature that played after our short film, and yeah, he was very cool and very interesting to talk to. His film was like about similar story about like kids dealing with troubles and stuff and you feel like you've kind of built your team more since you know when you're just doing stuff with your family like do you feel like you have this base group of filmmakers that you work with now definitely yeah and the team is still growing too with chills productions and you have a lot of like acting contacts too right now i'd assume yeah we have even from like auditions that we've done before for other films and actually the root of perfection is going to have a lot of people you've seen before too. Glenn Rolfe from the Diner is gonna have a part in it, and awesome. I'm really excited about the cast actually because I've never done something with this many characters, which is really stressful, but also gonna be a lot of fun. So we have um, 
we have myself and my sister are going to be in it. And and um, I did a short film and a web series with James Achille, who actually lives in L.A. now, but is also from Erie. He kind of came out and we started doing things together. Yeah. And he's going to have a part in this. I'm oh, really excited for his part. It's going to be. Yeah, you guys have good uh, screen chemistry. You guys are hilarious cool. together. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, don't know, know if this is a comedy or not, but. Um, it's, yeah, it's a okay. comedy. His, his <laughs> scenes are going to be very, very funny. I'm excited. So is that all totally written and planned now, or are you still kind of in the pre-production phases? We're still in the pre-production phases. We're still growing our budget and, like, gaining funding and stuff. Yeah. Tell us a little bit, because I know we talked to Brittany about it, but maybe you can mm-hmm. give us a little more insight on that. Give us a synopsis. Probably can't. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So we started... Um, with Kickstarter to raise about $3,600. And um, we met our goal with that, but- Congrats. Thank you, thank you. A lot of that is, you know, asking your family and friends, which kind of feels weird sometimes. We are looking to raise more money now because we want to have like a better crew and like better equipment and sound. Um, So we're looking for like investors and donors and stuff. What made you decide that what we raised from Kickstarter isn't going to be enough for kind Mm -hmm. of our vision for the root of perfection honestly i think a lot of that has to do with just making it an enjoyable experience for like everybody so basically what you're saying is you want to pay your casting crew right yeah yeah thirty six hundred dollar budget on a feature you would not be right and we have we're flying talent out from la and like chicago and different places so it's a lot of that is going to go towards flights and then that's about it, probably, yeah. 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 In hotels. In hotels, mm-hmm. yeah. So you need to raise some money. I do need to raise some money. <laughs> do you think it's going to be ready for this summer, or is that your goal, sort of? My goal is the summer, yeah. Nice. nice. So you have some prospects. Mm-hmm. And what, uh, what other steps have you been taking? So for people who are listening and they might want to take the next step, you know, what, what have you learned, I guess, in probably the past two, three months? steps that you need to take to kind of get yourself to the next step really it's just um it's about collaboration and like meeting with people and getting people invested in in you and the project and the ideas that you have and stuff this is actually something i learned while working with the francos that was the most collaborative thing i'd ever done because it had a whole team of writers and like a, a couple directors actually worked on it too so cool. it was like just that's the most important part. So networking, I guess, also mm-hmm. building your brand, which we talked right. about a little bit, is also important. Once you get to this point of needing to ask people that aren't just friends and family. Right. Yeah, you have assistance. to prove why. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So promotion, self-promotion. Do you struggle with self-promotion or are you pretty good at self-promotion? I, I do struggle with self-promotion. I think a lot of artists yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's rough. <laughs> yeah. It's rough, but you got to do it. We all need like our own um, like marketing specialist. Yeah. We need someone to just follow us around and like, that's why I bring my sister everywhere. There she talks go. about me and I'll talk about her and be like, all right. <laughs> that's a good scene. Yeah. We'll do it. Nice. So everybody needs to find their brother or sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just someone, someone on the streets. I don't know. <laughs> Pull them around. You're yeah. my hype man now. <laughs> hey, can you just like hype me up? <laughs> Give them like a list of things to say. So tell us a little bit more about The Root of Perfection. Okay, so The Root of Perfection is a science fiction coming-of-age film. It takes place in a world where anybody can kind of just wander into any store and buy a seed 
and plant it in their backyard and a person will grow like nice. a perfect person but as it turns out person might not be so perfect uh. <laughs> so a lot of it is about um just what society like deems as weak and like you know emotions and stuff nice i like the concept yeah, yeah. me too yeah cool. just like machines um how far will we go to achieve perfection and like how long will it be before we start replacing each other with machines mm. how long before we become the machines yeah <laughs> so it's, introduce us to some of the characters so it's gonna follow a bunch of different storylines nice. um one of the main storylines is simon he i will be playing simon okay um he has kind of grown up with his his mom and his dad are they're obviously like they follow these rules of perfection so they kind of like treat him as if he shouldn't have emotions and he kind of treats himself as if he shouldn't have emotions mm -hmm. but he realizes that there's a neighbor girl caroline peppers is like beautiful he's uh -huh. in love with her so he's kind of struggling with feeling this but also feeling like he shouldn't feel this because nobody else feels this mm. but caroline on the other hand has a boyfriend nick and they are very much in love and don't care about the rules of perfection yeah. So the rules of perfection, you, you can't be in love. Is that sort of? It's not necessarily. Like, you can fall in love and, like, you can get married and stuff. But showing, like, showing it too much is like, no, 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 no. Okay. Like, you don't That's problematic. That. That's problematic. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. It's not necessarily, like, rules. Like, you, you won't get in trouble for it. But you'll be like, people will look at you weird on the streets. Okay. okay. They'll give you, like, a bad. So, it's a societal pressure. Yeah. Kind of thing. So the one right. name was, what, Carol, Caroline Peppers? Yeah. Does everyone have, like, a... Uh, vegetable fruit name kind of they it? don't but they should <laughs> i'm about to go rewrite they the should, yeah. yeah um yeah so there's that and then there's sally sally is nick's sister it's all intertwined and it's, there, it's a lot there's a lot going on great she's very lonely so okay. she plants a friend um and that's gonna be really fun that's gonna be james achille oh, he's the friend it's gonna be great um there is Bob Smith is actually one of the um, higher ups at Planta People, which okay. creates that's the big, the big yeah. company. So he's kind of in line to become like the owner, but he's also struggling with things with his wife and his daughter. Okay, and his wife is Julia. He's going to be played by Brittany Hills. All yes. right, nice. great. Heck yeah. Um, do you have where are you going to be filming? Do you want to divulge any of the locations? I'm I'm curious now. You have some corporate. Uh, structure too and some homes like what do you see what's the type of um neighborhood that perfect people would live in i'm curious what your locations are um it's really just going to be showing a lot around erie mm -hmm. and like kind of just you don't want to tell us that's i don't want to tell you yeah. i don't want to tell you <laughs> you don't want people standing outside of no. wherever you're gonna be like dude no they won't be like dude they won't be like that okay what <laughs> huh I'm curious. I'm curious. <coughs> um, <coughs> I just coughed out my question. I had a question. Uh, that was a good question, though. Well, it sounds yes. really ambitious um, and exciting. I I love the commentary, um, and hopefully, uh, you know, you guys get there on your funding. That's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where can people go if they want to? 
Probably uh, just contact through your website. We should yeah, get your definitely. Web, web. What's your web address and such? Uh, www.chillsproductions.com. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Go there. Find us. Send us some money. No. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a place on your website to do that? Or like, would they just contact you? I think you? just contact okay, us. cool. If interested. Mm. Yeah. Reach out. Right. Or our Facebook as well, Chose Productions. So thank you, Cool, for being here and for talking to us. Thank you. This has been fun. Cool. Um, that's been our episode. Remember, you can buy tickets for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid at filmsocietynwpa.org or at the door. Doors open Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Trivia starts at 6.15. Our dinner and a movie series is off for two weeks, returning June 5th with Burning. On May 20th, we've got a special episode on this podcast with actor and producer Mark Lucas. We're off the week of May 27th, and we'll return with filmmaker and owner of Film and Her, Brittany Lee, on June 3rd. Make sure you follow us on social media. You'll find all the tags and links in the show notes for this episode. Until next time, this was Film Green. This podcast is produced by Edinburgh University's Center for Branding and Strategic Communication. It's part of the Northwest Pennsylvania Innovation Beehive Network.